Hello everyone, welcome to Tea Time Reports. This is Trevor here. I'm going to be doing the Tampa Bay Rowdies uh, match recap episode. This past weekend on Saturday, May 20th, the Tampa Bay Rowdies played Rio Grande Valley FC. Um, and it was it was a cool game. Uh, for the first half, it was a little slow. Uh, the venue was at HEB Park. The attendance was around 6,500 people. Um, not too bad of a vibe. Uh, obviously was not there. Um, but this game was a lot of... Um, a lot of like a tug of war kind of thing. I mean, for the first half, it was just cards, cards, cards. Um, but then, you know, some key substitutions by Neil Collins is what really elevated this team to be able to win 3-0. Um, and now we are, I believe, second in USL Championship League. So that's just something to keep an eye on. But in the 13th minute, in the 13th minute, um, Ekra on the Rowdies got a yellow. In the 23rd minute, Kleeman got a yellow. And then in the 40th, um, Frederick Kleeman got subbed by Cal Jennings. And, you know, if you know Cal Jennings, he's kind of been in the letdown this year, at least to me. But um, he came in and did what he had to do this game for sure. And then after that substitution between Freddie Kleeman and Cal Jennings, Charlie Dennis in the 64th minute scored the first goal of the match. This was a sniper shot. He's very accurate. He lacks touch when he makes a run, but he makes up for that in supreme accuracy with his with his shooting. Um, I think he's a premier shooter in this league, and you don't want to have him on a PK or a free kick because he could get it in. Like, I don't know how else to describe it to you. He's a very reliable um, shooter, a really reliable attacking midfield player, and I, I appreciate that about Charlie Dennis. Um, and then in the 80th minute, uh, Dami- Damian Harris got subbed in for uh, Delgard, and Delgard's okay. You know, he's kind of that set piece guy, sets up the plays, gives in good passes and stuff like that. And then the other sub in the 80th minute for the Tampa Bay Rowdies was J.J. Williams for Schroeder. Schroeder's been a little bit of a letdown. He's good off the bench, though. Um, I know we have him on loan. But then in the 86th minute, Charlie Dennis hits his second goal of the night. And after that, it was kind of just over at that point, to tell you the truth, because Cal Jennings, three minutes later, scored his goal. So it was 3-0. Spalding gets subbed in for Johnson in the 90th minute. Um, Overall, just a kind of a dominating performance, especially in the second half. Um, Frederick Kleeman got subbed in out of the the first half, which was surprising, because normally he's playing all game, but it's going to get towards that time of the year where we need to rest those center backs like Lasso and Kleeman. Kleeman's kind of been taking helm since week one or game one, if you will. Uh, we really need him to be up to par, um, especially when playoffs come around. And then right now, um, as of um, May 22nd, the Tampa Bay Rowdies have a 5-4 and 2 record. They're 3-2 and 1 at home, 2-2 two, two and 1 away, and on a four-game win streak. And in their last 5, they're 4 and 1. Something to keep in mind. Um, our lead goal um, scorer is Charlie Dennis. Um, and then our second goal scorer is JJ Williams with 4. Charlie Dennis has fives, uh, 5 goals. Cal Jennings has two. Jake Ehrman has one. Um, Felix Schroeder has one. Zachary Harreview has one. And Dayon Harris has one. Um, 
goal as well. As far as assists, Aaron Gullion has... Oh, excuse me, Ryan Spaulding. He's the newest addition to the team, has three assists. Wow. That's really cool. And then Aaron Gullion has two. Lewis Hilton has one. J.J. Williams has one. Cal Jennings has one. Dalen Harris has one. Sebastian Delagarde has one. William Connor Antley has one as well. Shots on goal. Our leading shot taker is J.J. Williams with 18 shots on the year. Charlie Dennis is second with 12. Dayon Harris with 10. Cal Jennings with 9. Forrest Lasso with 7. Frederick Kleeman with 7. William Connor Antley with 7. Sebastian Delgarde with 6. Ryan Spaulding with 4. And Ariel Martinez with 4 as well. Chances created. Our number one chance creator is Charlie Dennis, which that just makes sense. Coming in... This isn't even close because Charlie Dennis has 28 chances created. And then our second, we have two people tied for second with eight chances created. And that's Ryan Spaulding and Dayon Harris. And then the rest have you know six down to four. Um, team stats overall, it's looking like out of the 11 games played, they've won five, drawn two, lost four. 45.5% games won. And they're in the second position in the league. 11 goals conceded, 1 per game average, 4 clean sheets, 2 penalties conceded. Tackles, 57.1 success rate. Duels, 45.5% success rate. And aerial duels, 62.7% success rate. Going to distribution here. Passes, 81.6% success rate. 4,486 total passes, 3,659 successful passes, 407.8 passes per 90 minutes. 48.9% success rate on long passes. 34.8% passes are going forward, 24.7% are going right, 24.6% are going left, and 15.9% are going backward. Passes accuracy by Passing accuracy by area percentage, opponent half 73.7%, own half almost 90%. 11, um, 111 total open play crosses, 24 successful crosses, 48% average possession time, which is important if you have the ball and if you're maintaining that midfield, you will succeed. And maintaining time of possession and if you can maintain time of possession after you score or just create enough chances to score then you will win the game most of the time and it looks like the Tampa Bay Rowdies are second in the Eastern Conference standings right behind Charleston Battery but also right ahead of Louisville City FC so it's going to be interesting to see how this uh, this all turns out it looks like Miami FC is just terrible and I love to see that two four and five Wow, that is a terrible record, and their goal differential is negative one. <laughs> and then you have Detroit in last place, Hartford Athletic in second to last, FC Tulsa in third to last, and Loudoun United FC. Those are the bottom four clubs in the USL Eastern Conference. And then the bottom four in Western Conference, Las Vegas Lights FC, Orange County SC, Rio Grande Valley FC, and then Monterey Bay FC. Um, New Mexico United isn't much better over there as well. Looks like the Western seems to be kind of one-sided where there's really good clubs and then really bad 
really, really bad clubs. But with the Eastern Conference, it looks like there's a lot more competition. Because after that fifth spot, or that even sixth spot, where Memphis 901 FC is, it seems to be competitive after that. Birmingham Legion FC has lost four games in a row, just something to keep an eye on. Loudon has lost five in a row. Um, yeah, they're a mess right now, that's for sure. But uh, Miami's on a two-game losing streak. Um, the Rowdies, again, are on that four-game winning streak. Louisville hasn't lost a game in five games, but they've actually drawn two out of their five. So three wins and two draws in the last five games for Louisville. That uh, That's going to either help us or hurt us as Rowdies fans here. Um, their point differential is six away from ours. where We have a good sustainable lead. We just need to continue to get more W's and stay in that win column by scoring, scoring, scoring. And if we can continue to showcase that we can win by 5-1, now 3-0, we have the offensive power to get it done. So just something to something to think about for sure. Because, you know, if you want to make it to the USL championship game, then you wanna have to you wanna have the offense capability. We're missing Leo Fernandez, and we're second in the Eastern Conference. If that doesn't just show you how good of a manager or head coach Neil Collins is, then I don't know what to tell you, because Leo Fernandez was that offensive production for the team, and he's missed every game. So just something to think about um, going going forward. I'm going to look up the schedule for the Rowdies and see what... uh, what we have coming up because we are going to actually be at the game on Saturday if I'm not mistaken May 27th Saturday at 7.30 p.m. the Colorado Springs Switchbacks FC at Tampa Bay Rowdies they're going to be at Alang we should be able to beat them Um, and then June 3rd we're actually back at Alang playing Sacramento Republic FC so that's going to be something interesting to think about and then actually Three home games in a row because June 10th we're playing New Mexico United. That should be a W. Colorado Springs Switchbacks FC should be. That's one hell of a name, by the way. That um, that should be a W. And then I don't know about Sacramento. I'm just going to briefly look at the standings. USL standings. Let's see. It's just on this page. Let's go. Check this out. So we're going to be playing the best team in the Western Conference in Sacramento Republic FC. They're going to be at Alang. We need to win that game. But upcoming this upcoming Saturday on May 27th, we're playing the Colorado Switchbacks, who are the fifth best team in the West. So I'm not scared of them or New Mexico United. I am scared, in fact, about the Sacramento Republic FC squad. Their goal differential is 15. They're 7-1 and 3. They're having a great year. Yeah, I really hope the Rowdies can pull that out because, I mean, I think we do have the grittier squad, but just something to look forward to. These next three matches will be a tell-all for this team for sure. Um but I guess moving forward to my predictions for these games, I think we'll take on the Colorado team. Uh, 3-1, I'll give it that. And then against Sacramento, I think it's going to be 2-1. Rowdies, obviously. My bias is real. 
Um, and then New Mexico United at Tampa Bay, I'm going to give that 5-0. I mean, we've been smoking teams that just have no business being on the pitch with us, and I feel like New Mexico might be one of those teams. And it looks like um, June 17th, and we're going to be in El, we're going to be over in El Paso, Texas, at Southwest University Park, um, playing El Paso Locomotive FC. And then we're going to be going to Leesburg, Virginia, playing Loud and United. Uh, they suck. And then we're going to be playing the Las Vegas Lights F's, uh, in Vegas after that at Cashman Field. And speaking of Cashman Field. That's where the Vegas Vipers played in the XFL, and the, the, the field was terrible. I mean, it was, it was fucking terrible for football. I, I can't speak for soccer, obviously. Maybe they just didn't, you know, give a shit enough to have a completely standardized football field. But when I watched uh, the Vegas Vipers play, there was tire tracks and faded lines all over the field. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how terrible that field is. I wonder if it's that bad, like even for the soccer team. But we'll have to see, obviously. That's going to be in a number of weeks, but... I think the Rowdies can easily push forward and win these next three games at home. And if they want to solidify a legitimate top spot for the playoffs, they're going to need to go on a longer winning streak and score even more points to catch up to some of the league-leading teams like Sacramento, as well as other contenders in the Eastern Conference. So it's just something to think about entirely, but... I'm really excited because we should actually be having Brandon slide with us to the... uh, the game on Saturday uh, to Al Lang uh, to watch the Colorado Switchbacks lose to the Tampa Bay Rowdies. But obviously, you know, it's football, so you can't really predict it to the T, but I have a good feeling about that game for sure. And I I hope you guys will tune into it. Um, It should be, you know, streamable for sure. But at the same time, if you're not in the Tampa Bay local area, you won't be able to find it on your Hulu or your, like, local TV networks. Obviously, if you're in Colorado, different story, but I don't think it's going to be nationally televised, but I may be wrong. Just keep your eye out for it if you're a Rowdies fan. Um, going back to this past match against Rio Grande Valley, uh, Forrest Lasso was making great defensive plays. The first half, again, was sluggish. Time of possession was really even, but in the second half, our defense stepped up, started making good passes and creating good plays so that our offensive playmakers could go make runs and get ourselves in position to score three goals. Um, I'm glad Cal Jennings came in and got a goal. He really needed to show some kind of production with his lackluster season he's having, in my opinion. I think the emerging star right now is Charlie Dennis. I mean, he's been fantastic. Um, he does lack touch when he's making runs, and he's not the fastest, and he's not a great dribbler. But I'll say this, he's an accurate passer of the ball. He's an extremely accurate shooter of the ball. And I love watching him take any free kick or penalty because I don't know if you guys saw the goal of the week about four or five weeks ago. He arcs it in like no other shooter in USL. He's able to make shots that I don't know how he's able to make. And I think he's a special player for the Rowdies, a really good middle fielder. Um, Obviously, Forrest Lasso is a is a beast. He was making headers and really clean slide tackles all game. Uh, Frederick Kleeman had a good first half. He kept it nil-nil. And, you know, that's our center back that's been kind of taking helm, even when Forrest Lasso was coming off the bench. Um, they subbed him out in the 45th minute. And then, you know, once they did that, they added that striker on, and it was game over from there. They were just getting so many more chances. We were dominating possession, which led to those three goals. 
and Rio Grande Valley just could not compete with us in that kind of regard. So if you guys did not see that game, it was definitely something to watch. It was pure class, pure domination by the Tampa Bay Rowdies offense. Uh, midfield is clean, looks really good. Delgard, when he comes in, he looks solid. Um, Ariel Martinez, I'd like to see him in the starting lineup more because he's that set-piece guy. He creates those plays, um, especially on the opponent's half of the pitch. It's just something interesting to see because he can kind of dictate where the ball's going to go. He's kind of the Forrest Lasso of the midfield, and I really appreciate that because he's not you know, the most agile guy or the most mobile guy, but he's really accurate with passing, and he has he makes the best decisions with the ball. If, you know, if he's not going to make a mistake or a blatant error, you know, like we see out of Cal Jennings or even Schroeder lately, who has not emerged at all in this squad. But just something to think about. Uh, Deion Harris had a couple good runs. Um, he just lacks touch of the ball. Very fast, really. He, 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 he literally opens up the field. He opens up the pitch for the entire team. You know, if he's making a run down the right wing... That whole center field on the opponent's half is going to be open because they're going to be trying to get back to him because he's so fast. But does he have the touch to be able to navigate through a backfield, you know, to, to score a, a, a really nice, clean, pure class goal? No, that's not who he is. He's that guy that's going to stretch the field, stretch the pitch, and cross it in. And you guys saw those crossing stats. We're not the best in the league, but we're also not bad for a USL team um, with successful crossers. And I think, you know, hopefully we can maintain this win streak and continue to score a lot of points just so we can, you know, solidify a lead in the Eastern Conference for sure. But uh, we, we want to show and honestly to prove to ourselves that we can actually put up an offensive fight and show offensive production without Leo Fernandez because we were struggling on offense the first six or seven weeks of the season. Now we're actually in rhythm, we're in tune, we're getting into that form that we had last year, and I'm excited to see the Tampa Bay Rowdies push forward and hopefully um, continue to like um, elongate this winning streak that they're having. Uh, it's really interesting to see because last year we um, were really solid. Um, towards the end of the year especially is when you saw us pick up and you know we didn't win the playoffs, we didn't win the championship by any means, but it's... You know, not always about that. I mean, it is, obviously. Who doesn't want the, uh, the championship? But just being able to showcase your talent and skill and play the game you love should be enough. Um, but obviously, you want more. And we need to have depth at that offensive position in those midfield spots, in that striker spot. I like the formation we're running. We're keeping J.J. Williams up front. He's that enforcer, big-body striker who's going to, you know, give the other team attrition, trying to body him up and trying to defend him. But other than that, I really like the depth that we have, especially guys coming off the bench. Um, Charlie Dennis looks good. Cal Jennings came off the bench this game and scored a goal. So you only want that production week in and week out, and it's really valued, um, especially if it starts to work. And we're seeing that recipe that Neil Collins is putting together work now, and I really enjoy that. And I think it's really important to notate the changes that he has made so that the team could find success and I think if you're a manager that's able to do that on the spot and do that during a time in the season where you're like, are we fucked? Are we not? I, I respect that. You know, that's a big that's a big decision, and it's a good choice in my honest in my honest opinion. Um, but I'm really excited about this Saturday. Going to go see the Rowdies play, and hopefully they come away with a win. 
and we'll get some pictures and good videos of that on the Instagram and Twitter at Tea Time Reports. If you guys haven't tuned into those platforms yet either, definitely give them a follow. Definitely give the show a follow on whatever platform you're listening to it on. Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts. And, you know, maybe download this episode if you haven't listened to it entirely. Or maybe download an episode you plan on listening to. And we really appreciate all the support. And we value that. And we value all of our listeners and supporters out there. And we thank you guys for uh, tuning in to this episode of the Tampa Bay Rowdies match recap of this past Saturday against Rio Grande Valley. So if you guys haven't watched any USL games, I definitely recommend you do. They need VAR in the league. Please, if someone hears that, please put VAR in the league. But, uh... And that's a perfect place to wrap it up. Thank you guys so much. Take care. Peace.